Hey there, welcome to the show. Um, let's start off by being, let's be real for a minute here. The reality is we give away way too much of our time. And ironically, it's especially true for things that don't serve us. Now, given that that time is our most precious resource, it always blows me away that we're so cavalier with how we spend this one precious resource that we've got, this key underlying resource. Now, I got to confess that growing up, I believed that busy people were important. They were impressive and deserving of our attention, our sympathy, and, and special treatment, right? They're so busy. They had it rough. But once I quit graduate school and went to work for myself full-time, busy, got really real for me. It wasn't a, a performative, oh, I'm so busy. It was like, oh my God, there's not enough time in the day for me to do the things that I want and need to do. And suddenly I, I found myself in a position where I had to pay rent. I had to put food on the table. I couldn't just walk down the, uh, the corridor to the cafeteria there at college. It was always as though there were not enough hours in the day. And over time and without consciously realizing it, I let this sort of busy mentality take hold. It was, it's, it, it was seductive. I confess, whenever I told my friends how busy I was, they were always impressed. They asked a lot of questions and, you know, naturally, you know, wanted to know what I was up to. What are you so busy doing, Chase? Which meant I got to talk about myself and how important my work was to me. It was this little self-fulfilling uh, prophecy where I ended up being busy, talking about all the things that I was excited to talk about, which made me want to be more busy. And it all felt good. It was it was a, about busyness and, and importance. And I took that label and I stapled it right to my forehead. Now, at the time, I really didn't have any systems for anything, let alone how to do important creative work every day. You know, I ran that emerging business now that I was, you know, out of graduate school. I ran that, you know, via scribbled lists and, you know, sticky notes and notes on my hand. And, you know, the, the concept of a routine of any kind still felt to me like was the opposite of creativity. After all, like creativity was was raw and was exciting and I'll be damned if a schedule is going to, you know, and, you know, after bailing on graduate school and as I pushed more into my career, the thought of going back to some structured routine, a routine that was more like what I had in graduate school or, or school before then, that, that idea of a structured routine seemed crazy to me. It seemed absurd. You know, what I imagined I wanted was a world where every day was a new adventure. I'd wake up and do whatever I wanted that was serving my creativity or, or in the moment felt like it served my business. And for a while I did that and it was exciting. And I woke up every morning, you know, not knowing exactly what I was going to do or what to expect. And the reality is, is, as you sort of observe that, I recognize that some days were insanely productive because I had energy and passion for the thing that I woke up for and fired up with, you know, amazing ideas. But the insidious other side of that same coin was also true. There was another kind of day where I'd get nowhere. 
or I'd realized that I'd missed, you know, some important milestone uh, on the administrative side of my work or that I was now stuck. And eventually I looked around at this, you know, the pile of sticky notes and the notes scribbled all over my hands and, you know, the late notices and bills unpaid and invoices that weren't sent. And I recognized that most of what I was doing, most of the busy that I was doing was just noise. It was all bark and no bite. I wasn't taking action in a meaningful way. The, you know, the action after action I was taking was getting less and less in the way of results. <laughs> I felt like, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure what I was thinking until that point. I realized I have to change. It was just a whirlwind with a camera and that felt great, but it didn't get me any closer to my dreams. And ultimately I realized there's nothing noble or romantic or sexy or exciting about being busy for busy's sake. It just meant I didn't have my shit together. Now, at that point, I had a gut check. And I, I imagine if you're listening to this right now, um, that at some point in your career, or perhaps even right now, you realized that it's time to put the pro into professional. Again, for me, that was becoming a photographer was the first arc of my career. And that was, you know, I wanted to put the pro in professional photographer, but for you, maybe it's designer, maybe it's, you know, founding your own business, whatever it is, it's probably time to put the pro into professional fill in the blank designer, photographer, entrepreneur, whatever. And for me, you know, back a number of years ago, I had to figure out where to start. And this is a recommendation because it ended up working okay for me. The first thing I did, I identified the things that were actually required to move the needle. For me as a photographer, for example, that was shooting the right photos for my portfolio, learning critical business skills like negotiating and you know, meeting other people in my community. I needed to find a lawyer. I needed uh, a photo assistant. I needed clients. I needed to promote my work. And most importantly, I need to win, I needed rather to win some gigs. I need to get some jobs, get hired. That short list, that list of like 10 things, eight things, those were the things that mattered. And after first establishing that, I then started tracking how I actually spent my time. And if you're ready for a painful experience, uh, this will be it. Actually track your time. Now, what I realized is hour by hour, it didn't take long for me to realize that there was no correlation between how much something mattered and how much time I was investing in doing it. Of course, it feels fun and free to sort of wander and to catch inspiration here and there. But the times where I was sort of having fun, basically commingling important tasks with sort of lightweight, low-grade creativity, that, that didn't get me anywhere. That fun, what felt fun wasn't 
wasn't materializing in moving my business forward. I wanted to either be sort of making stuff or organizing, getting somewhere with my time. Now, tackling whatever caught my attention in an endless flurry of doing, it wasn't creative. It was just bad prioritization. It was prioritizing poorly. Though what I was doing felt good in the moment, it obviously did not amount to much. So it was sort of after, you know, postgraduate school here, I'm in my third month of contributing nothing to the rent. Uh, Kate was waiting tables at the time and was completely keeping our family afloat. It was that third month that I was like, what am I doing? This idea of having a career, and I'm using air quotes there, as a quote creative or as a professional, it was not actually um, in line with my, what was in my brain was not in line with what was required to be successful. That was my wake up call. And so they're lounging on that ratty little futon in our apartment. I can still remember it like it was yesterday. It was this off blue gray. I remember lounging there, uninspired, super frustrated with myself. I recognized that I had to make a change in that moment. And so in that moment, I committed and I finally decided that I was going to own my relationship with success, my relationship with making my business work. Step one had to be eliminating, stopping entirely the glamorization of being busy. A hamster on a wheel is busy. Let's be, let's be real here, right? But where does that get that hamster? I had huge ambitions and I resolved in that moment to stop doing the things, whatever thing came up, whatever highly visible activity that created some false sense, some false aura of productivity and glamour. And I instead committed to focusing on being effective. And that shift on that day, the day I was sitting on that ratty futon made a huge difference. I would call that a pivotal moment in my life because I was still living a busy life. As soon as I shifted my mindset, my activities, my actions, but I was no longer in a chaotic rush all the time, nor was I wasting time signaling to my friends how successful or rather busy I was. I couldn't come home at the end of the day or when Kate came home from waiting tables and say all of the, the list of all of the exciting things I had done, but that didn't get my business anywhere. I had to be real with myself. Best of all, I found that being focused was actually more fun and rewarding because I started spending my time thoughtfully. And when I did, I began to see results. And I, I confess, I saw results much faster than I anticipated. Remember that list of things. I needed to be shooting images that were going to go into my portfolio. I needed to be connecting with potential clients. I needed to be formulating my portfolio. I needed to be this, this list of not very many things. When I got very thoughtful and focused on those things, I saw results. Every week I saw, for example, a new great photograph in my portfolio. I was able to craft one image, say, a week. And the more great images I had in my portfolio, surprise, surprise, I started getting well-paying gigs. 
at that point, I certainly still felt busy, but it wasn't busy for busy's sake. It felt like I was on point. It felt like for the first time in my adult, say, professional life, I was actually effective. Now, since then, I've, I've found that the most badass people I know, the ones who are the best in the world at whatever it is toward which they endeavor, their, whatever their craft is, these folks are rarely busy in the way that our culture has taught you and me both to think of being busy. I want you to instead reframe this idea of being busy, of just like scurrying around doing stuff in a cloud of dust like pig pen. I want you to recognize instead that being busy is a disease and it's a terminal one. It destroys the most important thing and precious time that we have on this planet. Being effective is about using every minute you can thoughtfully and mindfully as you make steady progress towards your dream. Now, the biggest surprise to me in all this has been that these people, the creators who are so deliberate and planned and intentional with the way they work, the irony is not lost in me that these people also seem to me, I experience them as the most joyful and the most playful people while they're doing the work. And this is, you know, I've learned this from hundreds and hundreds of conversations on the podcast, meeting hundreds of the top instructors uh, of your creativity, entrepreneurship, building businesses and livings and lives that are meaningful to them. These folks have shown me that planning and play aren't opposites. They actually are magically complementary. So it's time to make a change. That is the purpose of this show today. I want you to change. I want you to stop telling yourself that everything has to be hard. I remember I heard that at the gym. (laughs) I remember hearing it. Stop telling yourself that everything has to be so hard. Now, to be fair, pain in life is not optional. But suffering is. Suffering is all about your attitude toward the pain, the story that you tell yourself when things get hard. So by creating systems to manage time effectively, to manage energy, that's what's going to contribute to progress. That's the way it was for me. This, what I'm sharing is is not something that I alone have experienced. So many people have shared this with me, that this idea this, this idea where creating systems to support time and energy for what it is you believe deeply in is the path to progress. Now, the cool thing happen, a cool thing happens when you start to feel progress around the, the concept of time and energy. You start to also realize that these goals, these crazy goals, in a weird way, they start to become more accessible. They start to feel achievable because you're suddenly experiencing progress. And not only do they feel achievable, they also feel achievable without sacrificing yourself at the altar of your creativity. I believe that if you can take a proactive role in constructively framing and planning your productivity, eliminating business, uh, busyness, 
that you can discard this toxic belief that pursuing your ambitions had to be do or die. By dropping the concept of busy, by dropping the label that I had bestowed upon myself out of feeling self-important and signaling to others, you can drop this idea of being busy, refusing to use the word and let it have any negative programming on your thinking you will be better off. I know I became so much more effective at getting what I wanted out of life. You know, you know what's fun? Pursuing your true calling in life is fun. Actually making legitimate progress, small, incremental, regular progress. That's fun. And in order to do that, you best learn to prioritize. So this is the part in the show where I'm going to ask you to visualize something. And the thing that I'm asking you to visualize, it's not complicated. It's just four squares. Just imagine one giant square and then you divide it up into four squares. Now I'm taking this from President Dwight D. Eisenhower uh, as he had a quote that what is important is really urgent and what is urgent is rarely important. And so I want to construct a little picture in your mind here what's called the Eisenhower matrix. And this was cultivated, created, if you will, by the renowned business author, uh, Covey, Stephen Covey. He turned this idea into a cool matrix, this, this Eisenhower quote. So again, you've got one big square and then you divided it up into four equal squares. So you just made basically a plus sign in the middle of this giant square. So now you're looking at four boxes. Now, outside the boxes on the left-hand axis, in the upper left, I want you to, not in the boxes, outside the boxes on the left-hand side, right? Important. And then right below that, aligned with the, uh, the lower box there, right? Not important. And across the top, above the left-hand box, right? Urgent. And to the right of that, above the other box, right? Not urgent. So now we've got, you know, two items on the left axis and two items on the top axis. And that allows us to look at things. So for example, in the upper left hand box, if you look at, you know, where important and urgent come together in that upper left hand quadrant, if something is important and urgent, <laughs> you, you, you ought to do it now, right? If something is important and urgent, your kitchen is on fire. <laughs> do it now, get the fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Now let's go right below where say urgent and not important line up. Something's important or something's urgent. It, it needs to happen. And then you look at, but wait, it's, it's not important at all. This is like licking stamps that are going to go on the uh, subscription to the magazine that you need to re renew the yoga journal, yoga journal. Uh, subscription. Got to lick that stamp. That is prime, urgent, but not important. You're like, I need to, I'm not going to get my uh, yoga subscription, yoga magazine. It's urgent. But how important is that on the trail to your goals? Those things and that quadrant, that lower left quadrant, minimize these things. Things that feel urgent, but are not important, minimize them. Now, if you go to the lower right 
where the concept of not important and not urgent would interact. Think about it for a second. Things that are not important and not urgent. What do you want to do with those those kinds of things? (laughs) I got one word. Eliminate. Eliminate those things. If something's not important and it's not urgent, why would you do it? That leaves the upper right-hand quadrant where important but not urgent intersect. Things that are important but not urgent. I want you to understand, to know, to believe, and to start to make space for these things. This is the best stuff in life. Things that are important or not urgent are like your portfolio. It's not urgent because you have a portfolio right now. But ultimately, redefining your portfolio around the most recent work that you've done is very, very important to your success. Making a business plan to get your business going. Certainly important, but maybe it's not urgent because you know, you've got a steady paycheck from your regular job and this has been your side hustle. But you know what? That's where the most important stuff is in life, the best stuff. That's what's going to free you up from your job. When you can act on a well-thought-out business plan that was important but certainly not urgent. So again, uh, I'm referencing a a page in my book, Creative Calling, right now. It's page 131 in the print book. It's an amazing, simple little drawing of this uh, Eisenhower Matrix by Covey. Upper left, important and urgent. Do it now. Lower left, not important, but urgent. Minimize those things. Lower right, not urgent, not important. Clearly eliminate those things. Not urgent, not important. Who needs it? But in the upper right-hand corner, important and not urgent is the best stuff in life. Now, these four rectangles, if you actually drew this, if you're in a place where you can draw it, now, dear God, if you're driving, don't, don't draw it. If you're jogging down the path right now, sit on the park bench and you can visualize these things. These four rectangles can change your life. I wish so much that someone had shown me this diagram a decade ago. Now, of course, you need to tackle important, urgent tasks, but it's essential, critical to carve out time for the important, non-urgent activities in your life. Otherwise, all of your time will be occupied with unimportant tasks. And we know where that's going to get you. It's not going to tap into your dreams. It's not going to make you live this one precious life in a way that when you're on your deathbed and you look backwards, that you won't feel regret. Important and urgent, folks, is where it's at. All right, that is a wrap. But before you go, hey, I wanted to say thank you so much. And I do note that many of you have asked how you can help me out there in the world and I have a great answer for that, and it is sharing this show. Um, My goal is I create this content with a a talented, hardworking crew over here at Creative Live, and our goal is to get this 
information out there to the world, help the, the greatest creators and, and entrepreneurs of our time get their ideas spread far and wide. So you sharing your takeaways or just links to the show, any of the podcast platforms or whatever means the world to me. Thing two, how you can help if you care is to leave a review at your preferred podcast platform. That also helps surface uh, this show, the guests uh, in, in search results on each of the platforms, and it means a lot. So thank you so much. Really, really grateful. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode, hopefully soon, maybe next, maybe right after this, maybe you're going to listen. Anyway, whenever you get around to it, I'm here. Thank you.